things just as much as we can speak negative things and we'll live a life of negativity. So I want to take the time today to talk about that a little bit because I think it's important that we understand we do have authority as Christians and we can walk in authority. But we want to do it according to the Word of God. So we want to have a balanced approach to scriptures always. I've always maintained that there are two extremes when it comes to scripture. There are, there are those who, who believe that any outward expression of praise and service is unacceptable and um, therefore it is a very dead, uh, pharisaical type atmosphere. Then you've got churches that are nothing but shout and hoop and holler, you know, and no real, no real organizational structure at all. And that's where the fanatical idea comes in. But there has to be a middle ground. There has to be a balance so that we recognize the authority of God's Word and honor it and at the same time recognize the power of the Holy Spirit and how important He is in our lives. So whenever we bring both of those together, we get the balance that I'm talking about. I want to start in Ephesians chapter 1 today. If you'll turn with me please, those of you who have your Bibles. Ephesians chapter 1, I want to start in verse number 19. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Let me get over there in, uh, in this Bible, if you will, please. Ephesians 1, starting in, well, let's do, let's do number 18, and then we'll go to 19. <clears throat> the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power? Listen to this. When he wrought, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, there's that word. And every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Well, I wanted to read that to you because I want you to get the picture <clears throat> of what I'm talking about, of what it means when we talk about spiritual dominion. Spiritual dominion is, is being able to give a request or a command and expect the fulfillment of it. And to have dominion is to be in charge or to rule. And according to that scripture, when Jesus died then God the Father placed within Him all power, all authority, 
put all of this other stuff under his feet. We, which are his body, if it's under his feet, then it's under our feet. Because we are his body. I want you to know that spiritual authority is not an arbitrary rulership. It, it's not about going around and commanding and demanding God at your own discretion to do what you want Him to do. And sometimes we have gotten off base by trying to do those kind of things. Notice that spiritual dominion always follows and falls under the auspices of the power of God. It all is relevant and related to the power of God and how the power of God uh, has d dominion in our lives. We have to understand who Christ is and what is our position in Christ in order to be able to have the power for the promises of God. I'm so thankful for the promises of God because all of the promises of God according to the Word are yes and amen. So if it's a promise, then it's mine. If it's a promise in the Word, it is never a time that a promise becomes a no. For the promises of God are yes and amen. Why? To the glory of God the Father. Dominion is understanding that you can do what God said you could do. That you can have what God said you can have. And you can be what God said you can be. That's exactly what it means. It means taking the Word of God on face value and believing it and standing on it. Now a lot of times, you know, we use the Bible try to prove our point or we try to let other people see what we're talking about so we will select certain verses to back up our, our quarrel so to speak. But I want you to know that spiritual dominion begins in me. And I'll never be able to exercise spiritual power or authority until I have first conquered myself. I'm here to tell you that the biggest enemy you have is yourself. It's bigger than anything else in your life or anyone else in your life, flesh is your greatest enemy. And we'll never get to the place that we don't have to deal with flesh. As long as we're living, as long as we're alive in this world, flesh is our biggest enemy. The church appears to be in the middle of battling demonic spirits and powers and all kinds of things going on. But until we conquer our flesh, we'll never be able to be a match for the enemy. I have more trouble with that man I see in the mirror every morning than I do anybody else in my life. Maybe, maybe you're not like that, but 
Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 says that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You have power over your body, over your flesh. That's why if you were, now of course I was an English nerd, and if you were diagramming that sentence, the subject of that sentence is understood. It starts out saying, present your bodies. But the subject there is you present your bodies, a living sacrifice. Now I know that a lot of things that we get tangled up in our life, we need the supernatural power of God to be able to break free from those habits and addictions and desires that become attached to us as we live in life. That's why so many people have problems in their marriages and they just don't last is because there have so many things, so many negative things have attached themselves to people through the years. So when they go into a relationship, they are carrying all of that baggage from yesterday and from those things in the past that have not turned out very well. But I want you to understand that I am the one that is to present my body to God. I'm the one to make the effort to break the habits, to conquer the addictions. Now God has to give you supernatural power to do that. But if you will make the effort and say, God, I present myself to you. I want more of you. I want your power and your anointing in my life. And I have to have you. Then I'm going to have to get rid of some of this stuff. Uh, well, you know what I'm talking about. This stuff. You know, these barnacles that attach themselves to us through the years. But that's the way. The Word of God is not changed. It's still the same. It always will be the same. So we must learn how to crucify the flesh, to dominate the flesh, and control the flesh, and make it bow down to the Word and the will of God. And that's the only way we'll ever, we'll ever get anywhere. How many times in your life has the devil ever tried to destroy you? How many times has he set you up in certain situations and it was obvious that by you being there, it not only was dangerous, maybe even to your very life, but you knew there were spiritual demonic forces there to try to destroy you. I want you to know the Bible says, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I have come for you to have life and that you would have it more abundantly. Praise God. So I'm thankful for that. I've been set up a lot of times. You've been set up a lot of times. Let me tell you something. The devil knows exactly what you need to hear. 
And He'll put somebody in your life to say what you need to hear. He knows exactly what you want to see. Why? Because we say it out loud. Now, God knows the thoughts and the intents of our heart. The devil doesn't know what you're thinking. So whenever we get foolish enough to talk about and say things out of our mouth, we are divulging our secrets to the enemy. And the devil hears us talk about, oh, I'm so tired. And sure enough, sure enough, you're going to be tired, tired. Or I'm just so sick of that. Or I don't want to hear any more of that. Or whatever it is, this place is going down every day. It's getting worse in this house every day. You know, I don't think I can stand this any longer. And the more we say these things, we begin to tell our secrets to the enemy. And he then sets up ambushments against you so that you will be confronted with the very things that you are the weakest in. Stick with me. You understand what I'm saying today? And for us to have spiritual dominion and power means we are able to put the enemy under our feet and we're able to walk in victory. Hallelujah. How many times have you been in accidents and your very life could have been snatched out from you, but God had mercy on you and brought you to where you are today. The devil had set it up for you to be destroyed, but God delivered you and brought you here today. I can well remember many years ago when Becky and I were newly married and Melody was our, our only child. We'd probably been married I don't know, six or seven years, something like that. And we were in a little old Volkswagen bug. Anybody ever had one of those little old tiny Volkswagens? Yeah, well, I drove one a long time. And we were in that little old car one day going to Lake City. I was pastoring in Coward. Was going to Lake City. And, uh, you know, I was behind this car and that thing was barely moving. You know, with that little bug, you got to get your speed up. Before you go around something, there was just no acceleration to it at all. You just had to, you had to get a running start, so to speak, to get around that thing. And I can well remember, I can well remember, I put that thing on the floorboard, you know, and it started picking up speed. And I wheeled out around that car, and I really didn't even see this big 18-wheeler that was right in front of us. <laughs> And if it were not for the scream of my wife, I, would, I suddenly jerked it back to the right and our lives, of course, were spared. Amen. But you see, I was set up for destruction. But God, by His power and mercy, has saved my life. And because He could see down the road, He knew what was coming. Oh, I hadn't always got it right, let me tell you. I've made my share of mistakes. Mistakes I wish I could change. But that is not who I am now. 
I am a new person in Jesus Christ now. Hallelujah. So the mistakes of the past and the sins of the past will not define who I am. Glory to God. And the Lord could see into the future and He knew what the future would hold. So He spared my life for the many souls that have been saved and people that have been brought into the kingdom of God in the days ahead. I want to tell you, you have to take control of your life. You don't take control of your life by just being bossy. But we have to realize we do not have to bow down to the devil and every time he throws something at us, we just have to accept it and receive it and say, well, I must have done something to deserve this. I want you to know that it is the will of God that you walk in His authority. It is the will of God that you be under the control of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I am not my own. I am bought with the price of His precious blood. Hallelujah. Therefore, I belong to Him. And that's why He said, for me to present my body a living sacrifice to God, my reasonable service, he said. I've got to worship with commitment and I've got to stand in authority, hallelujah, because I believe that's the only way that we can ever be able to be what God wants me to be. I like to be around people who are sure of themselves. I like to be around confident people not people confident in the arm of flesh, but their confidence is in the Word of God. And they are quick to respond with the Word of God every time they have an opportunity. I want, you to, I want to talk a little bit about the principles of walking in dominion. There is a spirit realm right above our heads. Brother Dexter talked about that the other day when he preached about the kingdom of heaven. And he gave us the diagram up here on the stage concerning the kingdom of heaven and then the ages and the secondly and then the earth. And the demons and the angels operate on the second level which is the atmospheric heavens. And there's a lot going on there that we can't see with our natural eyes. But there are things that we need to understand about it. That Satan is the prince of the power of the air. When God threw Satan out of heaven, he fell down to the earth. And took up his authority on this earth. Now whenever we have these terrible storms and tornadoes, and many people are killed and wiped out, very innocent people. We hear people say from time to time, why would God do that? God doesn't do that. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. <clears throat> These destructive storms and, and volcanoes and earthquakes and things that are happening all around us is, is letting us know Satan is alive. But I'm telling you, if God did not step in and bring a halt to it at the right time, we would all be wiped out. Because the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. 
But Jesus comes that we could have life and have it more abundantly. We have to understand who Jesus is. (laughs) And the authority that He has, that God the Father said, I gave it all to Him. With that same power, I raised Him from the dead. And I gave Him all authority. And I put all that stuff under His feet. So I have to know who I am in Jesus Christ. That I am not just some poor little old guy trying to make it in this world hoping nothing else bad happens to me. I can walk around in spiritual authority and I can say I am a child of God. I am a prince of the most high God. I can walk in authority. I can speak healing over my body. It may take a while for it to manifest, but I speak healing in the name of Jesus. I speak it over my finances. I speak it over my children, our grandchildren, our family, because I am walking in the authority of God and not in my authority. Hallelujah. That is dominion. Glory to God. And we we really get into trouble when we stretch it out too far and make it that God wants everybody to have Learjets or God wants everybody to have a certain kind of car. We're getting totally out of the realm of what this is involving. This is involving who we are as people of God. And if I am who God has called me to be, I don't have to walk in want or lack. I walk in plenty, and I walk in the El Shaddai, the more than enough. Thank God for the spiritual authority. And I need to understand that the source of my authority is in the prayers that I pray. When I reach out to God and say, God, I need your help. I can't do this on my own, but I know your word says this and that. And I'm telling you, when you begin to quote the word of God and what God has promised in his word, then you are on solid ground because the promises of God, all of them, are yes and amen to the glory of God the Father. Glory to God. I wish I could preach this thing like I see it. But we have so much authority. It takes faith to trust God. Miss Linda's been doing such an awesome job on Wednesday nights. We've been talking about faith for several Wednesday nights now. What is faith and how do we get faith? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is a now thing. Faith is a right now thing. Faith is not, I hope it's tomorrow stuff. Faith is right now. God, I'm healed now. God, I believe it now. Lord, I stand on it now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. So glad to see Miss Mary Dees able to be back with us this morning. After all that she's been through and, and the things that she has faced at 93 years of age and still be strong enough and able to come back to the house of God. What a great blessing. If we didn't walk in authority, we would just give up to that. We need to understand the importance of maintaining our relationship to the body of Christ. 
If you're going to be a person walking in spiritual authority, you have to be connected to the body of Christ. Because Jesus has all things under his body, which is the church. So I need to stay connected to the church. And I honestly believe that means this physical church as well as the church invisible around the world. Amen. Amen. I need to be connected to a Bible believe in faith, preaching, Holy Ghost trusting church that believes in the whole word of God and not just parts of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus said the church would be a great thing and that the gates of hell would not prevail against it. So if I'm connected to the church and I'll stay in fellowship with the church, then I know the gates of hell will never prevail against me because Jesus himself said it that the church would overcome even the very gates of hell. So I'm glad I can walk around. I'm glad I can talk about the goodness of God. My wife will tell you I talk it all the time, how blessed we are. How blessed we are. We are blessed people. We got so much to be thankful for. God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. I remember where I used to be and I see where I am now. And Lord, it's nothing short of your miraculous power that has made that possible. And I give you all of the praise and all of the glory and all of the honor. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve today. Glory to God. Amen. Do you need healing in a miracle? Stay connected to the body of Christ. The promises of God are yours in Jesus' name. We want to understand those things. Stay in the blood of Jesus. What I mean by that, we have a new covenant. We have a blood covenant connection to that old rugged cross where Jesus died for us and his blood has washed us whiter than snow. And I'm glad it said whiter than snow because snow is not actually clean. You know that by now. If you've ever, we don't get snow around here very long, very much, but if you've ever taken snow and allowed it to melt and you see that it's usually a little particle of trash of some kind, a little particle of sand, that the, that the moisture through the air with the temperature makes it freeze over into snow. It's pretty and white when it's coming down, but in the middle of it, there's usually a little piece of grit or dirt of some type. And that's why he said, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean, but wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Hallelujah. Because there won't be any dirt in the middle. There won't be any corruption in the middle. Glory to God. Because that has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. So we got to stay in the blood and, and stay with our, with our places in Christ Jesus. 
and let praise be so much a part of who we are. Never take our eyes off of Jesus. Never, never, never think that it's because of you. Never try to share the glory because all of the glory belongs to Him. Hallelujah. I am saved and on my way to heaven today not by anything that I have done lest I would take the credit for it. But it's all because of Him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When God looks at us, when God looks at me, He does not see all of the mistakes and all of the things that I have done wrong through my life. When God looks at me, He sees the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, covering me from top of my head, as, as old Roberts used to say, to the soles of my feet. Glory to God. That's what the Lord sees. When He looks at you and you think about all the failures of your life and the things you have not done that you wish you had done or things that you have done that you wish you had not done, He doesn't see any of that. For He that the Son of God hath set free is free indeed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm not what I used to be. I want to walk in the dominion of the Word of God. As I say again, that I can have what God says I can have. I can do what God says I can do. And I can be what God says that I can be. Glory to God. Over in the Old Testament, we have the example of Saul. Saul, King Saul, that lost his dominion and authority because of his disobedience. Stepping out of his place and trying to take the glory that was not supposed to be given to him. And he lost his power and his glory. There's always a temptation for you to take the credit when something good happens. It's always easy to say, well, if it's because of that decision I made, or it's because I did this, or it was because I did that. No, no, no. Give the credit where it belongs. Say, Lord, you've been so good to me that in spite of all of the mistakes and in spite of all of the problems, Lord, you've still blessed me in spite of it all. And I give you glory and honor and praise today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have been given dominion over sin. The Bible says sin shall not have dominion over you, Romans 6, 14. That's how you know that you're saved. Now understand, even after you're saved, it doesn't mean you're going to get it all perfect every time. There are going to be times that you make mistakes. There are going to be times that you don't do what you should have done. But when you apologize and repent and go to God and say, God, I'm sorry. I did not, did not mean for it to turn out like it did. But please forgive me. He automatically will forgive you 
and it'll be taken away from you. But now whenever sin becomes a lifestyle, whenever you have gone so far down the road away from God, until sin becomes your everyday companion and your conscience does not even bother you about it, that's when you're in real trouble. But you can know that when you do wrong and you are pricked to the heart and you have to get before God, that lets you know that your heart is right with God and that you can understand and appreciate the power of repentance. God has given us dominion over sin. He put everything under Jesus' feet. And then Jesus said, He said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Keys are for locking and unlocking. Keys are to open up secrets to you. And he is saying, if you will take the keys of the kingdom, which is faith and prayer and the word of God, if you will take the keys to the kingdom, whatever you loose on earth, it has already been loosed in heaven. And everything that they've had in heaven that has been loosed or bound, you can have the same thing here on the earth if you loose and bind according to the keys that have been given to us. That's a deep subject there. I don't have time to get in there. But I have dominion over sin. Does that mean I never make a mistake? No, it doesn't. But it means that as soon as you do, you recognize it and you go before God and you ask for the Lord to forgive you and He will restore you totally and completely. Hallelujah. Glory to God that I have dominion over worries and anxiety. And I have to remind myself of that one. Because we all carry with us a certain amount of anxiety and worries, which usually leads to a state of depression that Satan is using so much in this day to steal people's joy. But I'm telling you, if we'll listen to the Word of God and go by what the Word of God says then we have dominion over this thing. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, if we have surrendered our lives to Christ, we have no reason to worry or anxious. We are invited to place our request before Him. He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests By thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Hallelujah. Put the next verse up there, verse 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I have dominion over failures and setbacks. I have authority over them. It doesn't mean I'm never going to fall. But it means that when I fall, I shall arise. That's what Micah said in chapter 7 and verse 8. I love that. When I fall, I shall arise. It doesn't say I will never fall. It doesn't say I will never fail. It says when I do, 
I'm not going to stay down there. You won't be able to find me there tomorrow. I will arise and I will come forth. Realize to walk in dominion. I'm not talking about some crazy, wild, way out stuff. I'm talking about we can walk in victory and power and we can have dominion in the name of Jesus. But we first have to be connected to Christ who has the power and the authority that He gives to us. Hallelujah. Thank God. If you haven't started on that journey, you can make that journey today. I want to walk in the authority of God. I don't want to be seen as being down all the time. I want to be seen as a victorious person in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want to be seen as someone who truly, truly loves people. It doesn't matter to me where you live or what you look like. That has nothing to do with it. I believe that the Lord has given us a heart for people. And if you've got a heart for people, you understand what I'm saying. That the kingdom of God has been given to us. It's inside of me. I have authority because I am in Christ. And Christ has had all this stuff put under His feet. So therefore, when I am in Him, all of that stuff's under my feet. So I can walk on it. That that trips up other people, I just walk on it. That that makes other people stumble and fall, I just walk on it. That that other people gets hung up and can't go any further, we just walk on it. Because I'm in Christ. And Christ has all things under His feet. So when I'm in Him, I have everything He has. Glory to God. We ought to be excited about that. Hallelujah. Stand with me please. Glory to God. So what it means that we're walking in dominion. It doesn't mean we're one of those crazy way out people that has all these wild explanations. It simply means I am victorious in Jesus Christ and everything that He has, I have because I'm in Him. Thank you, Jesus. So I walk in authority today. I don't walk today worried about whether or not I'm going to live till tomorrow. If today is the day, then I'm ready to meet Him. So I don't worry about tomorrow. I don't worry about what's going to happen to me tomorrow. I want to be here as long as the Lord wants me here. I want you to be here as long as the Lord wants you to be here. But you don't know how long that is. That's why you just got to make your plans right now to make sure you have everything right with God. Bow your heads with us in prayer. If there's anyone in this church today, you don't know Christ as your Savior. And you're not sure if you had to go out to meet God today. You're not sure of your relationship with God. And you'd like to make that right with Him today. I want to give you an opportunity right now to make that right with God. 
If you don't know him as your Savior, I'm standing here in front of this altar. And if you don't know Christ, I'm waiting for you because I want to introduce you to my friend Jesus who took an old barefoot sharecropper boy from Ory County and put the gift of the Holy Spirit and a vision for what he had in store for me in my heart. And now I've been, this year makes 50 years we have been pastoring churches. 50 years. And I'll have to say God has been faithful every one of those years. There's never been a time that I called on him that he was not faithful to follow through. What an awesome thing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up your name right now over every person in this place. Anyone in here who is battling addictions, habits, lustful desires, fear, anger, these things that get hung up in our spirit. Lord, anyone in here now, I just speak, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to ask for your hands. I'm not going to ask for you to move. Some of these things are too private for you to talk about except to talk to God. Ask the Lord right now, God, I've got a situation that I can't handle. I need your help. I can't do this without some supernatural help. But God, I really, I really am willing to try hard if you'll give me the strength to do it. And I promise you, he will. God, I lift you up over this congregation now in the name of Jesus. Be glorified in this place. We pray for Jesus' sake. Amen and amen. Thank you. God bless you. May his hand be upon you the rest of this day.